December 31st of last year and I was going through all of his music and I had found this song and this song it was his first freestyle rap is what he saved it under in his computer so this was his first song that he had made sometime in 2020 and he was just experimenting and he would say that he didn't have any music and he only made a few songs but as you could see we're almost two years later now, and we've released almost 20 songs now. He should be here for all this. Um, this was his dream, to release his music, and not having him, especially for another New Year's, it just breaks my heart. But I'll get through it. I always will. When there's a will, you'll find your way. And I've learned how to do that through my grief in this last year to realize who was real and who wasn't in my life. So 2024 will continue this fight for justice for Alex and for everybody that's lost someone to fentanyl poisoning. It's not okay. Living with the pain of grief 
every single day. It's hard. Nobody understands. Maybe those, of course, that have lost children, too. And their adult children, too. It's like ripping your heart out. And you have to go through every holiday. And before you used to be excited about the holidays, you would be looking forward to celebrating with them and, you know, seeing them smile and open their gifts and everything and everything's just so different. You try to make it and you try to include their memory and do things with their memory, but there's still the empty chair at the table. There's still the silence to fill. There's still the void to fill because you can feel that they're physically not there. So you learn that they're all around you and they're looking out for you and they're your angel. But what I would give just to have a hug from Alex, I just can't believe it's almost going to be two years and I'm going into another year without him. If you had asked me three years ago, I would have never thought that this would be my new life. But I get up every day and I keep fighting and I keep trying and I keep trying to do what's right and what Alex would want me to because I know that he wouldn't want me to give up on him. I never gave up on him, no matter how hard things got when he was younger and we were going back and forth to court with his dad. I never gave up on him. I just wanted him to be okay. I just wanted everybody to be okay. But now it's time to make sure that I take care of myself. And I'm okay. Because after your loved one passes away, there's a lot of people that try to take over your life and take advantage. And because you're just not in your right mind. And 2023 really gave me the chance to wake up. And just to see how different life was. And no matter what I did, this pain was going to be here every day. And I had to learn how to live with it. And how to incorporate my daily life without Alex physically here. And just finding a way to cope day by day by day by day. And I was looking at how many days it's been since he's passed away. And today actually marks 670 days. And some days... The waves of grief, you just feel like you're drowning and you're not sure if you're going to make it up for a breath to breathe. 
it gets really, really hard. So, as I prepare to go into the new year, like I used to do when Alex was here, I prepare my goals and what I want to do and what I want to accomplish to make life better in any way that I can. And when you're grieving, you just have no energy anymore. You just look around you and some days it's like you're not even there. Like you're physically there, but you're mentally not. But you just learn how to get through the day. So in 2024, I want to do more for my son. And more things for me that he would want to see. Things that we were going to do together. Plans that we made. This last year, he would have graduated. And I always told him, I promise I'll take you to Disneyland. At least by the time you graduate high school. I had finally got a promotion in my field of work. And I told him that we would start traveling more and doing more. I wanted to take him to Disneyland. I didn't get to do that, but I did go to California. And I released his ashes. I went to the ocean. I saw all the beautiful things in life and everything that is out there. And I could just picture how happy that he would be to see all these beautiful things that the earth and the world has to offer out there. And he didn't get to experience that. And a part of me felt guilty for going. But it was so hard to be happy. It's so hard. Because at the end of the day, you look over and they're not physically there. So that's why I have to learn every day how to live for Alex. After Alex passed away, I was scared to be alone. I had him at 17. He was my angel baby and he gave me a purpose to keep moving forward after losing my dad when I was 13. That was the hardest loss, I thought, until I lost my son. As his high school celebrated all the graduates last year of 2023, my son was slowly forgotten about. Alex was let down by so many adults that he confided in while he was on earth. Everything he went through and spoke about to police about what was going on has came to light too. 2023 was hard, but I learned how to find my voice through the support of others who understand this pain of losing their child unexpectedly. Ones who have lost a child unexpectedly, unfortunately, understand this pain and every day 
you don't know how you're going to feel. And you don't know how bad the pain's going to be. Whether it be emotionally, physically. There's just so many effects of grief that it will do to your body. I was really sick in 2022 after Alex passed away. It was like somebody was just taking my heart out of my body and attacking every organ that I had, making me sick. I threw up for over 365 days. I went through other issues, too, for more than 365 days. Finally, when I learned how to get the physical issues that were holding me down, then I did lots of therapy, extensive therapy, to learn how to find my voice again. Taking care of myself is hard. Because I became his mom at a young age. He just gave me so much life. He gave me a new purpose in life to be his mom. And I knew that every day I... You have to learn how to take control over your mind and grief. And learn to live with the grief. You can't just move on without your child's memory. There were so many people that just told me to move on. And you never move on. You learn to live with the pain every day. You learn how to control the pain. The first year and a half that Alex passed away, just to be able to get out of bed in the morning, I was prescribed Zolfram. It's a nausea medication, but it causes so many other side effects. But when you're trying to get out of bed without throwing up and the world is spinning and it feels like you have a constant hangover every single day that you don't even like to have a drink or anything because you feel so sick every day already. It was hard. People don't know the extents of what grief only does to your mind, your body, your soul, everything. But I survived the first year, and I'm going into the second year, and I know it's going to be hard. So that's why I talk about being alone without him. I have learned that it's more peaceful to be alone, being away from people who trigger you or hold you back from doing things that are healthy for you and productive to try to move forward with your grief. In my case, I do things to honor my son and his legacy and things that he left behind because I will not forget about him. He is always on my heart and my mind, and I know that he wants me to be happy. Negativity only holds you down more from doing so much positive things that you have to offer the world. My dad always told me to see the positive in any situation. He said, sir, no matter how bad the situation is just remember to see the positive one little positive thing anything in that situation and you can get through it and since he told me that when I was 11 years old 
that's what I've lived by and I, that's what I taught my son. And it just makes me sad because there are so many people that didn't want to see him succeed or have any type of success in life. And it explains why he would come home sad after I put him in the school that I put him in when we moved. He was even more sad. And seeing your child sad and asking them what's going on and them telling you how kids put them down and tell them that they're white trash, they're a wannabe. I seen it all when I saw his phone when I finally got it back. It's just awful the way that these juveniles are treating each other these days and I just pray that things get better and that they change. Because it's just getting worse and worse. And I used to be terrified that Alex would get shot. I always had this fear that he was going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing and end up getting shot. And like I talked about in one of my prior episodes about four nights before he passed away, And the recording that I put and how they tried to shoot him. I never in a million years thought that people and those people know who they are. Gave my son something laced with fentanyl without his knowledge and watched him die and didn't try to help him either. I know that those people hold much guilt in their hearts. And I pray every day that everyone will come forward. Because I won't give up. My son was my life. He was my soul. He was my gift from God, and he was taken. We didn't get to say goodbye, and it's not okay to give somebody something laced with fentanyl. If you see something, say something and help your friend. Don't offer them drugs and don't watch them die. Thank you, everybody, who has been here for me and who has listened to Alex's story. Thank you for listening to the seventh episode as I approach the second year without my son. And to those of you, if you have lost somebody to fentanyl poisoning or anybody that you know, please If you want to be featured in the second season that I'll be doing on other people's stories and getting their stories out. This has really helped me to be able to heal and talk and share my son's legacy with the world. Because so many people talked when he passed away. 
And nobody listened to me or let me talk without assuming that they knew how I felt. So now it's my turn to talk. And I'll be doing a lot in 2024 because I will not give up on my son. He still lives among us in spirit. They took him away from me physically. But he is very much here spiritually. And it is not okay. So thank you again, everybody, for listening to the seventh episode.